If you're the kind of dad who walks into the sporting goods store and everybody yells your name like Norm from Cheers, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating dad. Wherever dad may be, whatever dad may do. Welcome to season number nine, episode number nine. This one's being called Legally Dad, because we've got our good friend Joe Deere on the program today. Joe is a lawyer, former public defender, and he is a wonderful dad of three outstanding kids who are also tremendous athletes and have some other interests, and we'll get into that in just a bit. Uh, we know that we had mentioned that Ken Clark, yeah, therapist, uh, was going to be on, uh, but uh, he's he's been traveling like a, a madman. Unfortunately, the timing just didn't work out. Uh, so we'll get him on a future show, but uh, we are going to enjoy our time with well, our good friend Joe Deere today. Joe Deere, we've been looking forward to having Joe in for for years. The much anticipated episode. <laughs> and with so the Joe only Deere. way to get Joe Deere in is you have to do a last minute. Oh, happen to be available. <laughs> Oh, by the way, yes. It helps he lives like right down the street and, <laughs> yes. you know, we, we talk to him regularly. And so. that is one of the greatest parts about where we live. We have access to so many great people, great talents, and dads. Isn't that fascinating yeah. and that's how been, yeah. there's so many really interesting people that live like within a five-minute walk is, of where uh, we record this the, podcast. And that goes back to the genius part about what we, what we want to do is we want to bring in dads yeah. who just talk about their lives and, uh, and what they do. You know, it's funny you say that. You know, sometimes when we have or when we tease a guest that, has a, has a really incredible story or even has a little bit of low-level fame to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we blow it up and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they can't make it. Yeah. And sometimes I feel bad for mm-hmm. our listeners because they're expecting yeah. like a big episode. And I'll, I'll see some of our listeners like yeah. at the gym and yeah. the supermarket yeah. just around town. And I'll preempt the conversation by saying, I'm sorry, we had to change course a little bit. And they're like, all right, as long as you have an episode. Yeah. It's really not so much about the the grandiose nature no. of the guest. It's about what we're talking about. And I, I think that's that's very telling. Mm-hmm. And it may help us inform and produce next season's oh, episodes. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, listen. I, well, first, I'm still resonating from last week's episode. I'm not going to lie. That was just absolutely... Uh, I think I still say it's one of our best. That, not not going to lie. And it's... Uh, just the story. Russell Newman. Yeah. Uh, the feelings. I mean, I, I even posted, I even boasted, not posted, boasted to both of my, my grad students classroom about, yeah. uh, about this podcast. And if we had longer time, cause class ends, uh, this week, I would, I would make it required for them to listen to it. We would talk about it, uh, because of social workers, things like that, the idea about inclusion. So, uh, you never know. I mean, sometimes you get a dead like that and, um, it was just amazing. And I guarantee it. I I'm going to put money down. Joe Deere's going to step in. He's going to step up to the plate. We're going to call up a pinch hitter. He's going to come in, and I bet she does a good job. I bet. Well, Joe Deere very rarely just mails it in in anything he does. Mm -hmm. So I know that he's going to bring his full self. Mm -hmm. He's going to put his full self in. He's going to put his whole self in. And then when the podcast is over, he'll take his whole self out. 
And then he'll do what? And when we need him again, we'll, he'll put his whole self in. I gotcha. And then? And then we'll shake it all about. There you go. I switch it to that. That's what it's all about. That's really. what it's that's all what about. That's what Bad to the that's Dad is about. all about. Because you just got to do that. Yes, Adam. A couple of, uh, you know, you're a sociology guy. So yes, you know, I am. A couple of interesting observations this week. You yes. Just as a rat-a-tat-tat of interesting, small, small things. The things we live through. The things we live through. Yeah. So first of all, as I was getting ready to mm-hmm. come here to the Den on this rainy Sunday morning to mm-hmm. record this podcast... I'm getting dressed, and my wife, Michelle, the lovely Michelle, is getting up to walk the dog, and she sees me uh, getting dressed, and she looks at my pants, and she says, well, that's an interesting color. All right. You know, usually when a spouse says, well, that's an interesting color, or that's an interesting option for what you're wearing. What is that, velvet? I noticed how you're touching it. I mean, you're not going to feel the color. That no. was just your excuse to I was touch just, me. It was my, just, my, my yeah. point to use my Eddie Murphy. Is that velvet? I'm coming to America. <laughs> coming to America. But, but usually when a spouse says, well, that's an interesting color, yeah. it's uh, kind of code for don't wear that. <laughs> really? I, I got to tell you, and, and listeners, I got to tell you, they look at their very comfy kind of pants. These are uh, golf joggers. Um, we were hoping to play around a golf, Ian, yeah. my son, and me, but you know, all the courses are rained out, so that's not going to happen. But I prepared... For the event, and these I are kind of what, what would you call this? They're like camel. A, it's a camel color. Camel, right? Yeah. Not quite khaki, which is a lighter. No, 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 it is. It is. I, I, I happen to think they're lovely, and the fact that you're wearing the sweatshirt that you're wearing reminds me of one of the most important times of my life with you and your family. Yeah. When you had that wonderful jaunt down the uh, I, I've been Lehigh asked by, Valley. I've been asked by family members to white burn water. this. Not white just water. donate it, to burn it. Down the Jim Thorpe area where we did uh, white water white rafting. Water rafting yes. Where um, we ended up spilling over, losing half of our families, and your wife ended up with a lifelong torn, limb. Torn rotator cuff. Yes. <laughs> Memory. So there are scar. Some, some family members that are offended by the sweatshirt. I, I say keep wearing it because when I see it, I feel the warmth in my heart if I've created an injury, a lifelong injury with my closest friends. Uh, definitely gave us plenty of material for the podcast. So that's one. And I'm sure my, my wife didn't mean anything. No, no, she probably I, just hasn't I'm seen glad you those pants. I think yes. that they are, they are perfect pants. Second observation. Second observation. On my way over here. Okay. See, like everything I want to talk about is happening within a 25-minute time. Which is time great break. about having a podcast. I'm driving over here, and along the main drags, there is a guy running in the rain holding an American flag. Okay. He's jogging as if he probably would any Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but he's holding an American flag. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's the rest of the parade? Yes. And there was no rest no. of the parade. It was just one guy jogging with an American flag. And anytime I see something like that, I wonder, is this a veteran? Mm-hmm. Is this a person that's worried about the future of our mm-hmm. country? Is this a trumper? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes the you know you see the the the, the, the trumpers or mm-hmm. you know the, the people who called the election a fraud. Yeah, they adopt the American flag yeah. as kind of their, their their symbol. Their symbol, yeah. Right? Um, or is there another reason? So I'm always. Did it, you pull over and ask and say, "Excuse me, sir"? No, and I, and maybe I should have coached, but I think you know you and I we see the world through a very different we lens. Do. We do. We do. We notice these kinds of things, and we kind of. Well, Break I can, them down. Well, and I, I can appreciate it because as you're talking about a person running mm-hmm. with an umbrella, this will date me. Yeah. Right? Uh, there was something created for the individual that wanted an umbrella on their head to deal with it. It yeah. was a hat umbrella yeah. that you would wear in order to keep yourself from getting wet. And so I thought you were going old school because they, they would come up with different kind of th- yeah. different things. That might need to have a re-entrance back into our, our vernacular use. I think we should probably go out and resell that. 
uh, for that guy yeah. who doesn't really have to hold the flag, he could just wear it on his head. He could wear a flag on his head. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. See what there. I'm doing there? Yeah, okay. And so would the hat have like a little flag pole? Like a flag pole. And he's running? Just running, and on the back, yeah. he'd be anything else. It'd be I... a tremendous amount of drag when you're running. <laughs> it could. With a flag on your but head. But yeah, I do notice, uh, and I think you're right, Adam, that we see people now, like, it's no different when someone sneezes in your presence, mm-hmm. right? When someone <laughs> sneezes, you look at them like, now it's diabolical. Yeah, like, well, and it's like, you're, or they cough, <coughs> right? So you start thinking things just because mm-hmm. from the nature. So that is a, a very interesting observation to go there. Because I'm sure five or six years ago, if you saw someone running with a, an umbrella and a flag, it would just be a guy running it. With a, with a flag, with, with you know, a flag. Them, like I said, you just assume that they were a veteran, and, so, and this this could be the case. That's a very interesting observation. Things, things that you see in your neighborhood, the, the, the things you see in your neighborhood, yeah. um, and besides that, I mean, it's just uh, it's another week. We're getting closer to the end of our season. We yeah. got a uh, um, decent week. Our weather, lots of softball. Adam D, lots of softball, and and umping too, right? Oh, umping. First of all, it is. I love it. It's. I really. I. I uh, I'm digging it, having a good time. I'm constantly growing, co- constantly evolving. Uh, and I think I mentioned this last time, the the, the high school coaches that I'm um, games umping, mm-hmm. coaches cannot be more gracious, more more, more grateful. They have it. Um, yeah. I have not seen any negativity. The players, because um, I know where I do out a lot of Morris County, they're dying. I literally get an email every day. Up until th- we, we need umpires, need umpires, need umpires. It's the youth. These youth games, these... The coaches and the parents. Uh, it is uh, well. You saw what happened. I, I, did I show that article down in West Deptford about what they're doing with uh, you, the umpires? You, you talked about it last week. Yeah. And you, you said that the parents that complain. Yes. Uh, then have to be trained to it's, become it's, umpires. It's now made national news. Oh wow! It was on it was the CBS, and so now it's made national news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is everybody we're talking to. We're just we're just so tired of it, and you know I do what I can, but it really is amazing. Uh, the parent component um, that they've created this this dearth of uh, officials. They need it for they need it for for baseball. They need it for softball. They need it for cross. They need it for all these sports, and they don't realize that they're hurting themselves. Hmm. But uh, fortunately for my daughter, she plays varsity. Um, she's doing well. Um, I know that uh, we got prom coming up for uh, for Perry. Well, and prom. Let me tell you something. Yeah. So I think my daughter finally landed on a prom dress, uh. and thank God it's not one of those hoochie dresses. That comes up just just up above the waistline. So it's it's a it's a modest, it's a reasonable it's a long um, reasonable elegant evening gown. prom gown. Yeah. And I think senior year that's what you do. Yeah. Junior year it's a hoochie dress, but uh, senior year you wear something a lot more elegant and mature. Mm-hmm. And she, it was almost like one of these these teen movies where yeah. they walk out in slow motion and they're wearing the dress. And my wife and I we were just astounded yeah. at how beautiful our daughter is yeah, and how oh, mature how she looks. How lovely and she then, is. And we told her that. Yeah. And then what does she do? She like does one of these TikTok dances. Yeah. Where she's like, and like, oh, and then she <laughs> does that. <laughs> then then ruins the moment, right? It's the, it's the scene in uh, uh, another teen movie. Yeah. When, why is everybody slowed down? Because when she walks in, she, yes. everybody slows down because she walks in to throw her hair back. Yeah. But as a parent, you do have those moments. And then, of course, the TikTok movie. It's like it's like a, <laughs> astounding, you yeah. Know, um, just you know how how it's amazing how, how people look when they when they gussy up, yep. and you know how gorgeous our kids are, and you realize that. And of course, every like big moment mm-hmm. that you had, like yeah. every pivotal moment you had with your kids, yes. is like running through a film strip 
of everything. Yeah, just it's like the first daddy daughter dance, the second daddy daughter dance. You know, like the first basketball game. You know, all those. All those happens in a in a second. Like a montage. A montage. Montage is going through your head as it's going through, and then you're like, you know, it's like that episode in where. Uh, Steve Martin is a dad, and his daughter comes down. Oh, this is uh, Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. Yeah, and I was thinking about what's going to happen at the wedding. Yeah. It's, I'm just going to be overwhelmed. Yes. You know, that's going to be happening to me, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, with... Uh, got a wedding uh, coming up. A wedding coming up in a year. So I, I just can't fathom mm-hmm. that those kind of moments uh, of, of that. But then here you are. Your, your daughter's in her last high school quarter of school. Yeah. she's She's got to have senioritis. Oh, uh, big time. Yeah. Big time. Now, what I'm very happy about is she's... Finally found some jobs. Okay. Yeah, she'll, she'll be doing the uh, the babysitting. She's mm-hmm. got a few clients, if yeah. you will. And now that she has a car, I tell you, it's a game changer. Yeah. Because she could pick up kids I at know. school. I, I know. And then bring them and help them with their homework. Yeah. Um, or the kids will be helping Perry with their homework. We'll see how that we'll goes. That goes. <laughs> um, so that's, that's uh, you know, kind of a big deal. And then she, you know, found a, a summer gig, which is good. So uh, we checked that box. All right. Which was really a... a Conversation. This is the first. This is the this is the first non-camp, non-tour, non-trip. Yeah. Summer. It's like a first adultish. Got to make some kind money. of summer where yeah. you're like this, and you're not doing the tours, you're not going to camp, so it's time to make some Step it up, make yeah. some bank, man. So, uh, so we're very happy about that. And then you know, it's funny. You know, I know we talk about our kids and their sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you know, my son Aiden is all in on golf, and we talked about the allergies last week and how pummeling they've yeah. been to our kids, even though we just you know shoot them up with Zyrtec mm-hmm. and Flonase and all this stuff. So um, it's interesting. He had his first golf match mm-hmm. where he didn't place. Uh-oh. And that's because that's they played uh-huh. a team that every golfer on that team is stellar. So each team plays six. Okay, yeah. You have your top right. six golfers play, yeah. and they score the top eight. Okay. So it doesn't matter... What combination? You know, you're going you to have the top. You can have one school who just gets all the, the first six, and then yeah. you get the bottom two. <laughs> and that's what happened. Really? And it's the first time he hasn't placed. Now, he didn't, you know, make a big deal out of it, but I think it was sort of a wake-up call to show him, look, there are so many really, really good, good golfers, golfers in the area, yeah. and they have access to courses, and mm-hmm. they're playing all the time. Like, the team that they played this week played on a very good course, and I think four out of the six golfers on the opposing team were par or better. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I wow. said, you know, what does it you know, go to show you? And it's like, you have to keep working. Well, well, you have to do something uh, every day. But, but it also, you know, the, that life lesson of humility, yeah. of, you know, learning how, how to overcome adversity, yeah. uh, knowing that when you're out there, there might be people that are better than you, yeah. people who are not, and what are you going to do? Are you going to get upset, angry? Are you going to step up your game? Keep working on your game. And, and he's only a freshman. That's so the whole got, point. He's got, got plenty, plenty of highway time. in front of us. Um, but I'm like, this is but, what but, you're going to be competing But it's good against. to get that one out of the way. Yeah. Because now, A, how do you handle it? Mm-hmm. And B, how does he respond to it? Yeah, I'm actually very, very glad it yeah. happened. And he, and he shot a very good round, but there's very good rounds yeah. and there are oh, stellar oh, rounds. I don't know why you choose golf. Still don't understand that. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, my accountant wants to know why, oh. too. <laughs> but like you keep telling me, uh-huh. it is a sport for life. Well, that's... No, dear, the people asking, why do you want to be an umpire again? Yeah. Why do you want to be an umpire? I don't get it. So there are things that we just we do that we just crazy. love. We all yep. have our crazy. You know, these are things that are hard to do, but I think that's why we do them, right? Because yep. we want to challenge ourselves. Absolutely. And... Keep growing. Keep getting better. Yeah. Very cool. So we got Joe Deere coming up. Joe Deere. And this episode, of course, is called Legally Dad. So we'll talk about Joe's experiences in the legal field and what it's like to be the dad of three athletes that 
different stages in their youth and trying to get to all the games. That's coming up next on Bad to the Dad. Keep it here. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know, the North Jersey counties of Essex, Union, and Morris have become very popular because of their competitive school system, great parks, civic living, but the housing market has gotten red hot. So if you're planning on moving to these counties, you're going to want to have somebody on your side, a real strong advocate that knows the market and lives here too. And that is Idan Karen of the Stan K team, the top 1% of realtors in the area. You want to reach out to Idan, he is going to take care of you. You can contact him by phone at 516-730-4726, or you can find him on Instagram at idan.realtor, that's I-D-A-N dot realtor on Instagram. Idan Karen from the Stan K team. You can't go wrong. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We know you want more information about your favorite fastest-growing dad-themed podcast. Where are you going to get that information? Social media. At Bad to the Dad is our handle for most social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can even connect with Randy Nathan and Adam D. Chandler on LinkedIn so you can get more up-to-date information about the Bad to the Dad podcast. We are also an interactive podcast. So don't hesitate to email us. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Once more, that email is contact us at badtothedad.com. And you could DM us or IM us on any of those social media platforms. And don't forget to visit our good old-fashioned website, badtothedad.com, where you can not only learn more information about your hosts, but you can also download the podcast episodes if you don't like downloading from Apple or Spotify. Don't know why you wouldn't, but hey, the website is another option. Coach. Adam D. Got a good friend in the den today. We've been trying for years. Somebody that we've been trying to get in. For the years. Den, exactly. And he finally had a free weekend. And because this guy's so busy, but now I know why he's free. Which is kind of a little tease we're going to talk oh, about here. Oh, I love it when you tease, Coach. We love it when you tease. Our good friend Joe Deere is Joe Deere. Today. Hello, Joe. Welcome to Bad to the Dead. Thanks so much for spending a rainy Sunday morning with us. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. I've been, uh, I'm a very loyal fan, and I've been uh, very appreciative to have me on the show. Well, we're appreciative that you made the time and so much to unpack with Joe. And yeah. As a parent, he, with his kids, is in a period of transition. Right? Uh, you know, there's, well, it seems like all parents in periods of transition, yes. but this is like a real transition because three kids yep three um, kids one in college mm -hmm. one uh, about to graduate high school yes. one about to graduate middle school no he's in, going to be in eighth grade she's going to be in eighth grade oh she's in seventh now she's in seventh grade oh i so thought she was in eighth grade in, oh. uh, yeah. she's yeah. just very mature see very mature <laughs> she actually she is yeah <laughs> I mean, she's actually more mature than most high school kids yeah. that she's I know. Like, she's like her mother. Yeah, great. <laughs> and, and all three kids, great personalities, great unique oh, identities. Absolutely. Uh, and quite the wonderful, remarkable family, everybody. Uh, we love the dear family here in Thank West you. Orange. Absolutely. So we do want to talk about you and your kids in just a little bit. And we know that 
it's with your kids activities it's like dividing and conquer, conquering right you know they say yes. when you have three kids mm-hmm. that you are on defense when yeah you have you know one to two you're and on and especially when the kind of kids they play multiple sports yeah. and uh, everything else are uh, all over and i would imagine joe you know where you are in new jersey based on the field where you're sitting out watching the game that is true yeah <laughs> as you also know too that is true Absolutely. yes yeah and he doesn't even need an ankle bracelet yeah. so just, we just know where he's going to be but uh, Joe is also a lawyer, an extremely yes. fine lawyer, and we know that just up until recently, you were a public defender for the youth uh, in our town, our, our our fine hamlet of West Orange. So mm-hmm. I know that you, you you just put a pause on that. Yes. And again, public defender for for youth. So I guess kids that you know got into some phrase and yeah, I mean it was for it, I was the public defender in West Orange Municipal Court for for six years. Um, it was for everybody, but we did. I did get, you know, public defender. You you apply for it because you don't have a lot of money. You can't mm-hmm. afford your own lawyer. The court appoints me. And well, I thought you said you don't have a lot of money, which is why I became a public defender. Well, when you live in West Orange, <laughs> nobody has any any money because well, the taxes are so high. That's true. But like, it would be younger people, um, young adults over yeah. eighteen or yeah. in their twenties who. Mm-hmm got into some trouble in town, and they're unable to afford their private lawyer, so they apply to the court, the court appoint me, and I gotcha. try to help Very them. Nice. Um, and so, but you did put a pause on that. Yes. Uh, but you've been a lawyer, like, for a long time. I've been a lawyer for 20, since 2000. Since 2000. Yeah. What did you do before that? Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing a lot. I was just doing some odd jobs around mm. um, out of college. And then I decided to go to law school, which was uh, rewarding insofar as is that where I met my wife. So, so you went to law school to meet your wife? More or less. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize it would happen when I, when I went there. But I did meet Wendy when we went to law yeah. school our first that's year. That's a nice thing. I did not know that. You know, Randy, usually we open up mm-hmm. our podcast mm-hmm. with our guest mm-hmm. with an open-ended question. I know. I tried to jump right in. Something from left field. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. We're so excited to I'm get Joe so here. I'm so excited, Joe, and I can't believe you. There's so much yeah. you want to talk about. Yeah. So please, let me take a step back. Yeah. And I, I stepped on your toes, Adam D. I'm sorry. No toes were stepped on. It's, it's totally <laughs> fine. You know, it's a very democratic podcast here. <laughs> So, um, well, we can allow Joe, because he's a very special guest, to choose the category. So do you want it to be law or sports? Sports. Sports. Okay. Oh, he goes with the yeah, easy most one. Most dad, dads go with the sports, something yeah. recreational. So, Joe, if you could be any athlete for one day, and it's any athlete in, you know, at, at any era in time, oh, it doesn't God. have to be somebody that's currently playing, which athlete would you like to be? Um, Derek Jeter. Derek oh. Jeter. Number two, shortstop, Derek Jeter. Number two. Very nice. Very yes. nice impression. Yeah, that's very, you've been working on your impressions. Yeah, well, listen, I went to a lot of Yankee games until my kids were born and became Met fans. So, <laughs> you know, but it stays with you. It's Shepard stays it with does. you. So there's yeah. got to be a reason why Derek Jeter. I mean, it, there's got to be something. Well, because um, when we were in law school, that was 1990. 96 to 99. Yeah. Uh, we went to law school at Pace University in White Plains. Mm-hmm. And um, although my wife, even now, unfortunately, is a uh, Red Sox fan, she would graciously, we would go to Yankee games a lot. So back then she would go to Yankee games. She would. Not now. Not now. Not- I mean, not really now. So, but, you know, and back then we would sit, I'm sure Adam, you remember this, mm-hmm. bleacher seats, yeah, $12. Sure. Uh-huh. No alcohol was great. Yeah. And we went to, we used to go on dates to Yankees games and I watched Derek Jeter 
when he started playing, and he's been a favorite athlete of mine. I think he's a great role model for kids and for people, and so that that's who I'd want to be. And one of the greatest Yankees of all time, Absolutely. too. So you're in an interfaith marriage, Yankees, Red Sox. So, yeah. how, so how are you raising the kids? Um, well, Angelo is a Yankees fan, although he is in he's in enemy territory behind enemy lines in Boston. <laughs> Going to college. Um, Mimi is Mimi is is a really rabid Yankees fan. She is a huge Giancarlo Stanton fan, a huge mm. Aaron Judge fan. She watched she's watched the Captain uh, documentary series probably ten yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, um, that's great. That's great. Anna is uh, I'm going to say non-denominational. She just tries to stay above it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's neutral. an Anna. That's an Anna move. Neutral. Yeah, but that's she's Switzerland. Uh, She's Switzerland, yes. Yeah. But that's unfortunately, I've avoided uh, Angelo and Mimi becoming Red Sox fans. Yeah. That'd be I would that would be a failure on my part. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, you talk about parenting. What I love about Derek Jeter, and I often talk this when I when I go and speak, is that most people don't know that when he was eighteen and nineteen years old, he was a boy amongst men. Mm-hmm. He would call home on a regular basis with tears in his eyes, crying. Yes, um, yes. and that you know you learn about that when you, yes. that story, but you don't. You never hear about what made them into that stuff. It's right. you kind of see the stardom, uh, what build those kind of characters, and so that's I think what I love about Derek Jeter is that part of that you don't hear about that he was an eighteen year old kid amongst twenty two year old men that just trying to figure things out. And, exactly, uh, he was a regular kid. Yeah, he happened to be an unbelievable baseball player, but beyond that, he he appeared to have been like a regular young teenager and mm-hmm. a regular guy mm-hmm. throughout his playing baseball. That's good. Yeah. And do we know, Coach, that he, like, do all the clubs and the travel? I mean, I, so many of these kids, like, they, they're on, like, five travel well, teams plus Nowadays, their high school yeah, team. Yeah, it's 20 years later. Just to get an edge. Uh, 20, 20, 20, 20 I don't know that they had that back then. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just starting. It was, it was just it was pretty much high school is where yeah. you got it. There were some clubs, but nothing right. Not like um, today. Nothing like today. <laughs> so we weren't planning on talking about this, but mm-hmm. this, this is interesting, you know, kind of picking role models that Mm -hmm. aren't us. Now, we want, of course, uh, our kids to select us as their heroes, but, you know, we're too familiar. I don't know. I don't know if I... I gotta tell you, given me, I I don't know if I'd pick me as a role model. Well, you wouldn't (laughs) pick you, but would your kids... You know, because we, we like to think that our, our kids worship us, well, but probably they're just ashamed well, of us. I know, I'm an I know absent my father. My, my, Michaela calls me an absent father. So <laughs> <laughs> absent-minded, yeah. but not absent. I, I, you know, you're, you're always there. But, you know, there are a lot of really good athletes mm-hmm. who are not great people. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I don't, have you guys ever had to deal with, you know, your, your kids really admiring a superb athlete who off the field, off the court, off the field to play, uh, not such a good person. No. I don't think so. No. I mean, I think, I think that, I think that I've gotten questions maybe about a particular athlete who's done some things off the field that have not, not been great. Like Mimi is asked about steroid era in baseball. That's oh. what I was going to say because yeah. Alex used to be an Alex Rodriguez fan. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. I remember at one point he was really upset and he went from like an A-Rod to becoming a Jeter. That's the person yeah. Mimi asked about. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I just said to her, look, he, he, you know, he made some decisions that turned out to be not so great decisions. And, you know, those were his decisions. And, you know, she, she I think she gets it, but I think, you know, bottom, you know, she also knows. She also said, "Well, he was a really good baseball player." I said, mm-hmm. "What? Well, yeah, that was the bottom line." Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, I remember the tough. McGuire Sosa oh, yeah. story. That yeah. was the big. Thing. Everybody yeah. was like, you know, rooting Back for one forth. or the other. Yeah. And well, you now know, you know, years ours. later, you know, the, yeah. the whole, yeah, the whole so story was, is tarnished. Yeah, no, we've done a good job with our kids with role models. I yeah. think so. Very nice. That's a good question. Yeah. 
Let's go back to law, shall we? I would love to go back I, to I, law. I'm, you know, I'm still curious about the public defender stuff. Like, so when you were... When well, you were on, defend- but, but hold on one sec. Just yeah. one sec. You go to law school. Yes. You meet your wife. Yes. Ah. Did you know what kind of law you want to practice? No. I mean, you, you, you don't. I mean, some people do in law school. I did not. Yeah. But what did you like about law? What did you like about law originally? I like I like the uh, I like the government part of it, the whole constitutional part of it, that that type of stuff. So it wasn't law and order, like bum, bum, no, bum, no bum, I wasn't. Bum. I became no theme songs when he no. walks into the courtroom. Really. <laughs> uh, quite honestly, I became the public defender in West Orange by accident. All right, um, it was just they had they had um, elevated the then public defender Joe Wenzel to the prosecutor, hmm. and they. We're scrambling a little. Joe called me and said, I filled in as a sub every mm-hmm. once in a while because I lived in town. Mm-hmm. He said, would you do this? You know, and I said, okay. So that I was had... an addition to your own yeah, law Yeah, it's an addition to my own practice. What kind of law were you, do you practice? I'm a civil lawyer, so I do mostly uh, civil litigation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do some construction, and we represent a lot of, uh, my partner and I represent a lot of uh, uh, insurance companies with, Premises liability or automobile or truck accidents. That type so, of insurance company has a client got into an accident. Correct. They reach out to you and you, and you represent them mm-hmm. for, Correct. on behalf of the insurance company. Correct. I bet someone like you before in certain situations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, knowing you, you probably run into a lot of lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or on the other side, of, <laughs> side of the aisle. So, but the uh, you know because it's a show about dads and kids and you know we're all, of course trying to do our best. Um, I'm still harping on the public defender. Thing. No, no, I'm we can allowed. go there now. No, I'm allowed to now. Well, that yeah, we, thank you we for segued, keeping the door open. We segued okay. that piece. Thank in you for there. setting the table, and now yeah. this is the. So now the door's wide open. You just walk yeah. right through. Wow, you don't have to run; just walk. Thank you for diagramming the entire podcast. Our listeners need to get a visual here of how yeah. things are going on. Well, because we're bouncing. It's like the ADD podcast. It's happening right now. So very good. So public defender, you're defending young adults who've gotten into some trouble. Of course, we don't want to name any names. But what what are some of the the cases that you've had to defend, what are some of the scraps these these well, young these young folks have gotten into? It, it, it varies. DWI. Mm-hmm. Um, and until uh, the law had changed recently with respect to marijuana, mm. uh, marijuana scenarios, um, some uh, assaults, um, things like that. Those are the three real big ones that I can remember. Um, and look, you know, I... I always took the approach that, you know, look, this is municipal court. And, and while things are serious of what they do, you know, these are young people and they have mm-hmm. their whole life ahead of them. So you're trying to do the best you can to sort of get them, get them on the right path, which fortunately prosecutor we have in town um, was, was of the same mind. And the mm-hmm. judges we had, the judge, judge mm-hmm. Donahue was great in terms of you have a young person made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, when that young person makes the mistake, okay, we're trying to not have this mark on this person's, you know, criminal record that's going to inhibit them from getting a job mm-hmm. or doing things later in life because they're 22 years old right. and they did something they should not have done. Nobody's killed or seriously injured, and we're trying to move past so that. So it's the true on. rehabilitation yes. of the of the system. Exactly. And yeah. you're at, at this point you're negotiating a, a sentence. Yeah, you're negotiating there's, no, a there's nothing so egregious that they've no. done. I mean no. I mean they, we I did try cases certainly um, but it was it was trying to figure out something that gets the message across to the person that what they did was not right. Mm-hmm. And having hopefully having them learn from that. I remember like Judge Donahue We'd have DWI. She would say to the person, 
this is your lucky day. You're before me. You, you did this, but you didn't hurt yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we try to fashion something that the court was satisfied with, the prosecutor representing the state was satisfied with, and the, and the person mm-hmm. I was representing. So that, that's important to know because I'm sure, you know, when people watch legal shows, yeah. right? Oh, they always assume it's the that it's a drag out, no. beat em up kind of fight where the prosecutor's going out for blood no, and no. it's like, this kid, I don't care what this kid did. He did a DWI, he could hurt someone. I'm going for the jugular. No. It's, and I want to no. lock this kid up for life. No, I hate to, you know, I, you know, I hate to dampen everyone who watches Law and Order, but like, <laughs> it's not, it's not like that. It's, it's, it, I mean, especially in West Orange where, you, you know, you know, it's not like, okay, it is, it is the full sentence or nothing. It's not like that. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not well, I think that's important part as a professor of sociology. We're constantly talking about, um, you know, crime. He'd be a good guest speaker, like an adjunct professor, Absolutely. scholar in residence. No, like it's nice because you, what you talk about is when it comes to, you know, changing norms, right. what's the purpose of, of jail and prison, what you're supposed to do. And the idea is that if we do it right, if you're in jail, you come out a better person. But if you can, before they even get into the system, Right. provide opportunity for them to write whatever the wrongs might be. And that right. we know pain is a good educator, so when it makes this painful enough, they don't make those choices again. And that seems like you're the kind of person, our town at least, can appreciate that, where hopefully yeah. you can, you can like, a, like a shepherd, kind of tuck that sheep back into the flock. He's the kind of dad. He's the kind of dad. I'll yeah. put you in touch with my agent. There you go. Anna Deer. Anna Deer. <laughs> Speaking of Anna Deer, uh, you've, you've got three amazing kids. Right, have, yes. uh, you have uh, you have a complete law practice. Yes. Right. Uh, Wendy, understand was involved with law, but now she's doing something outside of the world of law. She no, she is. Wendy's your 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 wife. Yes, my mm-hmm. wonderful wife, Wendy. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, she's um, working for a wealth management company now, where she's doing a little more law than she has. Okay. Right? All right. She has not traditionally practiced law. All right. Now, right. So. Uh, so she went to law school to not practice law. <laughs> she was smart. The smart one. Yeah. She was the smart <laughs> one. But you have three kids. Yes. Um. All of which played sports. Yes. Um, what kind of influence do you think you had on them playing sports? Did you play sports growing up? I did. Yeah. Um, and I think I've always thought that sports is a great teacher for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it teaches them um, lessons, I think, that are invaluable, like how to deal with failure. Because sports, a lot of sports are based Well, on especially, players. you know, your older son, Angelo. He plays uh, baseball, and Mimi plays softball, and, mm-hmm. and even Anna, you know. She plays everything. She that, plays, that, there I think she doesn't play. <laughs> but I think it... I, think I, I saw her throwing a boomerang. <laughs> uh, she could. Field the other day. Yeah. Um, I think sports is a great teacher of, yeah. of, you know, being a part of a team and and being selfless. And so I always encourage my kids to, to, to participate in sports, mm-hmm. and they kind of went with it. So, you know, Wendy and I have just are the same mind and you know we always try to support them and 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 encourage them to do this like because i think sports are in teaching valuable lessons in life yeah now there was a, a time i guess when all three kids were playing sports in town was it tough to yes. kind of be everywhere and yeah what was your what was your system uh it was it was just one day at a time <laughs> i think it was a tv show it was a lot of, you know, we're trying to get to certain places as the kids have gotten older. Um, you know, we, Angelo and Anna understood that we couldn't maybe necessarily get to one of their games and we would go to Mimi's game or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we just did the best we could. With I mean, them. plus you're an attorney, which I know billable hours are essential when it comes to being an attorney. Uh, and the time it takes, usually hundred hour weeks. Well, yes, but I 
um, I have my I am a partner in a small firm, so the benefit of that is that I choose which hundred hours I get to work. Good for you. Yeah. So if I have to leave oh. early to go yeah. see a game, I go leave early to go see a game, and if I have to work later at night, I do that. Mm-hmm. I you know I did work at a larger law firm when I got out of law school, mm-hmm. and um, when Angela was young, um, and I was never around, and I think that when Anna was born. Um, I looked at Wendy and I said, I can't continue to do this because I'm never home. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I was working at a huge, there's 200 lawyers. I was like one of the peons. So mm-hmm. my partner, who's a great friend of mine, said, hey, I brought Anna over to see him in a baby carrier. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I got, I may be doing something different here. Things may be happening. Would you, would you consider coming with me? And I traded less money for flexibility mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for 18 years. Mm-hmm. It was the best thing I did. Wow. And I, I can tell you that Joe is mm-hmm. a marvelous multitasker. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at games <laughs> on the phone. Actually, I have yeah. too. And you know, just, his just presence give him his present. radius. Yeah. Give him his radius. He's, he's working. Yes. He's, he's got a mobile office yes. in the bleachers <laughs> Absolutely. while Anna's playing basketball. Yeah. So. No, listen, it's the same thing at uh, other places. I mean, he's yeah. got his place. He's there and he's there. No, it's it's uh, it's great. But I, I think it's so great for our listeners to hear that especially when parents and dads have to struggle between you know the taking home the bacon and being making money mm-hmm. um, or do I sacrifice that part which isn't really a sacrifice after all because you want to be with your family and be around your kids no um, and so that's um, we often think that our life is going to be a certain way you could be a lawyer and then right. yeah so you made a choice which is really kind of nice and regrets no because you know I you know, I was fortunate. Um, um, Angelo, Angelo started playing baseball when he was three years old, and uh, that's all he's that kid ever ever wanted to do. And I was able to when he got to a certain age. I was I was an assistant coach um, on some of his younger West Orange teams. I was able to have the time to do that, and then mm-hmm. I was able to go to. Um, his high school games, um, because I was able, you know, high school games are four o'clock. Yeah. I was able at three o'clock. I'm out of here. I'm yeah. leaving, mm-hmm. and I'll deal with it later mm-hmm. at nine o'clock at night, or what on a weekend, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was able to do that. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade watching my kids play for any amount of money. Mm-hmm. See, you don't get that time back. So yeah, that's you why don't. It's, it's so important, uh, yeah. and I can appreciate that because I am in the yeah. same in the same boat. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It is just, uh, and I had it, and I had a do over, and so I've made it even more so. Um, and that's what important part is about parents, because one of the conversations we have just recently, Anna has gone through the uh, college selection process, yes. right? Uh, and it's been a very interesting experience for you. She's a top-notch student, incredible athlete, plays multiple sports, uh, but she just took a tour uh, to Florida, right? Yes, University of Florida. Right, and uh, listen, you have to understand um, the uh, the challenges that the Deers had to face is when it comes to visiting a campus, who goes on the visit with Anna. Wendy goes. I All right. Go. So, Wendy, now, uh, why did Wendy, your wife, go? Didn't you want to go to Florida, take the time off, and spend that time, quality time with Anna? I did, but, you know, there's the saying, you got to stay in your lane, and there was no <laughs> way that I could have gone to Florida and have absorbed all of the pertinent information and been able to answer all of the incoming questions that would have happened when I got back. So I said, Wendy goes, mm-hmm. and... If those two are good with it, I'm not going to ask the que- any question I ask. She's going to be able to answer. So yeah. it's all good. So I want to say it was a very politically correct, well thought out, articulate response to a very delicate situation. But we're dads here. 
I want to get to the meat of this. Why did you not go and why, why did Winnie take her? Because why? Because Wendy's the boss. Yes, all right, thank you. Wendy's the boss. We always say, we always mom, say. number one hardest job, yes. mom is CEO, yes. CFO, yes. COO. Yep. Yes. And dad? Mm-hmm. Vice President of everything. Cruise director of the <laughs> Well, exactly. Yeah. We say you exactly. want... You want to get stuff done. Yeah. You want bills paid, yeah. right? You want somebody to talk to the the plumber, the PSEG yeah. person, That's right? Us. That's us. What? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's it's mom. You yeah. want somebody to go head first down a water slide with. That's dad. That's exactly. dad. That's absolutely yeah. exactly. You know, because basically what you said is you would know that you would go down there and be present, have a good time, but you would come back and get harangued, harassed, and addressed all the questions you did not ask. And it's exhausting, right? Doing you, when you do these <laughs> college visits? I, it is. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the anxiety was not worth so it. So you're not a starter in this role here? No. Wendy was a starter. You She's come into admit relief. I am. I am <laughs> I'm the mop-up person. There you the go. You're the Mar- out of reach. That's right. You're the yeah. Mariona Rivera. But have you, have you gone on <laughs> some of these it. college visits with, uh, with Angelo? Angelo, yes. And Angelo, I, yeah. yes. I've, I've been on some of them. Um, and I'm going down in um, uh, Anachos, Florida. Um, so there's like a, like a parent, uh, student orientation in the summer yeah. and I've been designated to go to that. So, I'll be so to why that. are you okay? Why do you feel comfortable going to that and not on the, uh, well, because the deal's already done yeah, and yeah. Wendy's already covered all, uh, the things that I'm going to see, she's already seen yeah. and it's, uh, and it's just for my benefit and you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for Ann and I to spend some time right. together. In a fun way, not the nursery. Yeah, the, the choices get pressures on. I love yeah. that one. It was just me and Perry uh-huh. doing those yeah, exactly. We did all the, the Florida Because I think that's good. That, that yeah. was just really good time. Now, funny, before we started recording, we were talking about like our own experiences applying to school. You apply mm-hmm. to school, you got a thick letter or a thin letter. It was thick or thin, thick or and thin. And you knew if you got into these schools and that was it. And are, are have you kind of made some observations in, in this era about how crazily things have changed about the process or what you need to know about your kid oh, going yeah. to a college. I mean, um, well, I am not a social media person. No. I do not have a Facebook account. <gasps> I, I, I resolve to be the only man in Amer- person in America not to have How are we going to tag Joe? We can't tag Joe. Tag Wendy. I don't, I don't, so I don't, I don't do social media, but like this, World, just don't I, tell the kids all that. Uh, you, you'll have all the, all the cool kids. Well, I know, yeah. but they know that they yeah. know that. So, like, <laughs> this idea that now these kids, everything you know, announcing the acceptances or whatever on social media is, is I think it's crazy. Um, I was like you guys back in the day where mm-hmm. it was a thin letter, no good, and mm-hmm. you got the thick packet, packet, you were good to go. You're good. Um, so I think it's, I, I, I'm standing like it where. Yeah. And is like, okay, these are a list of schools that, you know, my friends have gotten into and it's on Instagram, it's a dedicated page or what have you. And I'm like, oh my God. I, I can only imagine the pressure for parents as it builds the the keeping up with the, the Joneses, yeah, things like that. Yeah. It's just and we're gonna start that process. Now you've just gone through it. Well, and I you've tell gone you, through I, it. It's yeah, just at the dinner table, yeah. like Perry will announce where kids are going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you get kind of a running log of like what are the hot schools? So there's like five kids going to Delaware. All right, right. so Delaware's still hot. Yeah. Exactly. But then you hear about, all right, you know, one kid's going to SCAD, mm-hmm. one kid's going to Culinary Institute. Mm-hmm. And you realize there's so many different alternatives. There's so many different and, alternatives. You know, not everybody is trying to box each other out to go to Michigan and right. you know some of the so then, so and, then I have heard this new thing with the kids now. You know how there's gender reveal parties, right? There's that, that kind of thing. <laughs> kids now have I forget what it's called. I've, I've, they've told me I'm a dad. I forget all the time. Where you go over to someone's house and they have a dorm. It's a bedroom party. Bedroom party. Mm-hmm. So they have a bedroom party and you go bearing gifts for 
for the uh, the school and for the dorm. Is yes. Anna gonna have a? I, I think that's in the works, but um, you know that's above my pay grade. I think it's in the works. It's in the works. It's in the works. So it's good because you just yes. have to have it. Yes, it's and one then, of the things they do now is they have these parties about the kids' dorms. It's almost like a you know it's a, it's a wedding registry, a baby exactly. registry. Exactly. So it's kind of nice for the parents because right. you know the, the sad part is as a parent, Bed Bath and Beyond is gone. Yes. So I want to know where parents are going to go with their college age well, no, kids you're, you're, and fight. You're buying over. No, over, you're buying the branded <laughs> stuff. For the college, right? Well, so yeah, it, but that's what I'm saying. But, but well, you're talking about before you go. Before yeah, you go, yeah, you get the brand stuff. So, so, but you would go to Bed Bath and Beyond and have yeah, a fights right. over. I want this. I want this. And you're like, that's too expensive. This is the. Yeah. And we have those fights. Where can parents now go to have that fight I, for their kids? IKEA. IKEA. Is yes. that what you're planning on going? Yes. We for Angela, we did we did IKEA for some stuff. Um, huh. They have a lot of dorm stuff, and it's 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 mm. really cheap. It's easy to put together. I think so. Oh, very nice. So you're gonna have the uh, the bedroom party, everything else. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then you gotta do it again with uh, with Mimi. Yes, yes, a third one, yes. But it'll be it, you've got a few years, so hopefully you know. Yeah, they'll be out of college. It'll be a few years, so it'll be good. So Angelo is a a college baseball player. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, he's doing well. Uh, he's at Emerson. He's a pitcher. Um, he's pitched a lot this year, and uh, you know he's uh, it's been a little bit of a long road to get there, but I'm real proud of him. He's done real well. So he's he's on the. He's overcome some things, and uh, right now he's in a really good place, so he's doing well. It's important to hear that story. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of parents who have excellent athletes, and mm-hmm. they're thinking about, you know, what's the best place for my kid to end up, regardless mm-hmm. of what sport they play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's not point A to point B. No. Sometimes it's uh, A, B, C, D, you know, and, and it goes they all get to so, uh So, Angelo... Big uh, uh, baseball player goes to college play baseball. Anna is a tremendous athlete. Um, three sports. What's that kind of pressure on Mimi? I mean, how do you approach that with uh, your youngest? I mean, I think, I think part of it is that that the three of them have a. We're fortunate they have a really good relationship with it. Anna is really low key. Angelo is Mimi's a softball player. Angelo is really supportive, and Mimi, you know. She's her own person, and she's going at her own pace. And you know, I just say, Mimi, you you know, you are where you are, and it's a you're in seventh grade. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's you're in seventh grade. No one's keeping score. Just go out and play. Well, and they keep work. score. I know, but in terms of like, you know, no no college, no college. If Mimi, I don't, you know, Mimi wanted to play in college. No college is looking now. I mean, just enjoy it, and it's a great sport. No, it is. I I will have the, the claim to fame that I knew Mimi when. <laughs> She yeah. played her very first season, made her very first catch of a softball. Well, yeah, but very, Mimi, very first Mimi miss. has some, some other interests, first, too. Yeah. You know, she's also into music. She plays she music. She does. She's become kind of a connoisseur of vinyl. An yeah. old oh, soul, Mimi That's is. right. The vinyl. She is a... Really? She, oh, yeah. She has a very, I don't, she has a very extensive uh, uh, vinyl collection of, of 80s and 70s rock band music. Who, who introduced that to? I don't know. It was not... I mean, I... I mean, there's stuff that I have listened to, but she sort of found it on her own, and she goes to these vinyl record places that that uh, that she will, you know, buy dollar records, and she's got a she got a vinyl record player uh, that we got her, and she she loves it. She got a cassette player. She's wow, an, oh, she's an old soul, Mimi. That she's is fantastic. Yeah. She's an old I, soul. Uh, I had the great pleasure of going to the uh, Princeton Record Exchange yeah. Oh, yeah. after a after a basketball game. Uh-huh. And we probably spent, I don't know, at least a half an hour yeah. mm-hmm. in this um, 
poorly air conditioned <laughs> record store, yeah. which was which no, was because mild. that's an album art was something. Those are like the, no, the albums. No, yeah. the focus that yeah. she had in finding like these rare well, like gems. Journey, Escape, oh, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Def Leppard. She found some Def Leppard. She's a big Kiss fan. Oh my God, Kiss! She's yeah. a huge Kiss. She's got like she probably has three or four Kiss records. Um, she has all the Kiss songs on her iPod, on her phone. There's wow. a record place in Denville. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Factory. Yes, that we've been to a couple times. We went there on Martin Luther King Day, where they have like dollar once a month. They have dollar records. We went out there, about ten dollars, about ten records. She is a Mimi's an old soul. She oh my gosh, it. yeah, it's good. That's a lot of different. That's interests. great insight. I just learned yeah. a lot. That is so nice. Yes. So uh, first of all, uh, our, our our time is drawing to a. Yeah. To, to an end, but we cannot end without the most important part of our podcast. And you know, uh, as obviously a, a, a big fan, yes. a big fan, as you said so. I am. Um, that, Me and uh, the people from Luxembourg. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. So Luxembourg, shout out from, uh, from Joe Deere, right? Uh, dad vice. Now it's time for this important uh, I, component. I think, um, I think the one thing is you have to be available. That's number one. Um, I think you have to listen to your kids um, and what they have to say and what they're trying to do and it's been my experience that you have to be patient because they're kids they're going to make mistakes and you got to be patient and you got to be supportive that'd be my advice alright okay Joe Deere Joe Deere on Bad to the Dad yeah legally legally, legally dead. dead legally, legally dead. dead here yeah. on episode number 9 season number 9 Joe thanks so much for spending thanks time thanks for having us. me guys Appreciate it. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know that Bone Daddy logo that graces all of our social media accounts and some of our swag, too? That is the work of Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman. Becky does a phenomenal job with graphic design. She knows her way around a website, but she does so much more. She's also a web strategist and can help your business, small, medium, or large, have a much stronger presence. She'll give you some great ideas as to how to get your brand in front of the eyeballs of your target audience. So visit Becky's Instagram site, at Berman Branding. You can also check out her website, www.bermanbranding.com. It's Berman Branding for all of your graphic design, web design, social media, and marketing strategies. Berman Branding. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Once again, would like to thank our sponsors for taking another ride with us, another season. And of course, that's Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman, for all of your marketing, web design, graphic design, and marketing strategy needs. Of course, Berman Branding designed the Bone Daddy logo that you see on all of our social media feeds. And of course, Idan Karen of the Stan K team, top 1% realtors in the North Jersey counties of Essex, Morris and Union. Want to sell your home? Want to buy your home? Call Edon and check him out and he'll certainly support you as you embark on that journey of either selling or buying a home. 
Coach Joe Deere, we've been wanting to have him on for years. Very busy guy. Finally got him on. Did yeah. not disappoint. Did not disappoint. And you know, listen, it was a, it was a we had we had to do a little shift because we had a uh, right. We, we talked about Ken coming, couldn't make it, wasn't yeah. the right time. But Joe stepped up, stepped in, and uh, what a great human being. And just, did not diminish no, the quality no, of our no, he, of our fair podcast. If anything, he brought us up to that next level as each guest continually does. Just keeps moving Absolutely. up over and over. Absolutely. And it's always enjoyable to, to do this with you. Um, hard to believe mm-hmm. that our next episode will be the final episode of the season. Season number nine. Yeah. And a lot of possibilities. We're likely going to have Carl Brister on. Now, you Ooh, might remember Carl. I do remember He's Carl. He's been on a yes. few times. Yes. Carl has a few new R&B tracks mm-hmm. that have been released, mm-hmm. but he is also the organizer of the Love and Unity Fest That's right happening. here in West Orange. And you're, I think, you're doing something involved with that, as you I always do. comedy, I'm hosting some stuff. You know, Carl just tells me where to be, and I yeah. just show up and you tell him You know what I noticed? Stories. Yeah. It's not both of us this year. He just asked for you. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were umpiring that day. I probably am umpiring oh, okay. that day. Yeah. I think we're just trying to keep it a little, little tighter. A little no, tighter. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, we'll get you get you involved. No, in some no, way. I'm just, I'm very excited. It'll be nice. And when I say get you involved, yeah. we'd love to have you make a donation. Yes, so. of course. Uh, I'll give you chai, right? Yeah. To Jewish thing to do. <laughs> well, any, a denomination any of eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. You know, this whole love and unity fest is, of course, about bringing the community. They're bringing together. schools now too. It's they like are. They, they've done it in all the different local schools. There too. is a whole week yeah. of events that he's doing. It's the first time he's ever done it, so yeah. I'm uh, supporting him with that. So, you know, there are might be some people in Luxembourg, India, and France that might want to know <laughs> how do I. How do I organize and orchestrate a Love and Unity Festival so I can bring the community together? So we'll learn about that. We'll learn about some of his new R&B tracks. And look, even though the season is ending in our next episode... It does not mean we're going away. No, no, no. We're going to probably have some specials. Yeah. I know these dad geeks that want to get up to this wrestling collectible store. Yeah, we've got some really neat... I mean, listen, we... Just a slight tease. You know, slight tease. tease. I like teasing you. Would you like teasing me? A little tickle tickle. (laughs) Uh, tickle the pickle, so right? Weird. So weird, so weird. I'm uncomfortable, but, but, but let's keep talking. But season ten is going to be some some really nice changes to our uh, what we're planning on doing at Bad to the Dead. Got to be a little to, different. We're yeah, still going to have guests. Yeah, but we we're just but no, we're just going to tease a little bit. Oh, that okay. We're just gonna it's you're gonna you can't wait for season ten. You know we're gonna get through season nine, bit you know bigger, better, you name it. We're gonna end on a high note. Yeah. But I got to tell you, our fans, I think we're gonna our fan base is gonna just blow up. Just blow up. They're gonna really like what we're we're, really gonna mean. The fastest growing dad podcast in America. I really mean that. I mean, we say it, but then we're gonna actually mean it (laughs) next season. The numbers don't lie. The numbers numbers don't don't lie. lie. But of course, you have to wait till like just after Labor Day. Yes. For season ten. So again, we'll we'll feed the bear, right? We'll give you some episodes Uh uh, during the summer and the spring. You know, some specials. I know there's some folks who wanted to be guests season nine yeah. and have something special to offer. So we might do some remotes. Listen, we're just going to keep teasing. Just keep teasing. There's no reason to stop listening to Bad to the Dead. We're just going to, we're just growing. We are, we are expanding. Our heart is evolving and growing. Our heart is. Yes. Wow. And it's, should there be a theme song? There might be a theme. You might, you might go off the change theme Another song. tease. Yes. Another, another tease. tease. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Well, coach, always great doing this show with you. Yeah. And our friends, our listeners, our dads, thanks for listening, and have a great week. Stay bad to the dead.